life is so short and we just have to go out there and be our true selves and the more we can be our authentic selves you know we'll draw in the right people into our lives the right opportunities and even though sometimes it may not look like how you picture it in your head it'll all make sense in the end you know just take one small action and it can start with how you speak to yourself because i know as women we're very critical even if it sucked, even if you were fumbling, even if you made like these weird faces during a Zoom conference, you did it. And if you can push through that, like you can do anything. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik. And my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Happy Tuesday. If you're listening to this episode on the day it comes out, it's so good to have you listening. I hope that you're doing well. If you're new here, welcome to the show. Please join the online community. Say hi, say hello. I'm Jess. I'm the host of this podcast. I've been hosting this show for two and a half years, and I started out hosting the show while in corporate and while building my corporate career. And just this month, I transitioned to doing it full time, which is so exciting and has felt amazing and new and scary and all of the feelings but I am now a full-time podcaster and a full-time coach for professional women in the nine to five space. And I'm really excited to have you here. And today's episode is on one of my favorite topics, confidence. And one of the reasons that I love this topic so much is because it has so many layers. I will never get sick of talking about confidence because even like in my own life, building my own confidence, My confidence is constantly deepening and evolving and I keep exploring it and learning new things. And I think it's so much fun as women to like accompany ourselves on this journey of like, oh, I'm just like feeling more and more powerful. Like I just get to have this fun experience where I explore what it's like and what steps I need to take and what challenges I need to face to really feel amazing and incredible in my own skin and to really show myself that I can do things that I thought I couldn't do. I just think that that process is fantastic and magical. And I think that in a way, even though sometimes we get wrapped up in our struggles, we are so lucky and privileged also to get to devote time and attention to this journey of learning to feel strong and confident and powerful. I love this interview so much. I am so excited for you to meet today's guest. And with that, I'm going to cut into it so you can get to know her, get familiar with her work. I loved this conversation, and I'll catch you at the end. My name is Sheena Yapchan. I live in Toronto, Canada, and I have a podcast called The Tao of Self-Confidence, where I interview Asian women about their journey to self-confidence. The main reasons why I do that is because as Asian women, we don't really have a lot of support system when dealing with self-confidence issues, especially how we're brought up, and also creating a stronger representation. You know, most of our lives, society sees Asian women as quiet and submissive and obedient, and because of that, society doesn't see us in leadership roles. So I'm really passionate about 
helping, you know, amplify Asian women's voices because, you know, it's 2020 and we're still going through the same thing over and over again. And it's just time for us to step up. And for me, confidence is a huge topic because without confidence, we're not going to go out there and speak up or step up or boss up in our lives. And, you know, talking about confidence is, you know, easy, but taking action on confidence is like a whole different league of of its own. And I'm sure your listeners can understand, um, especially, you know, when you have fears, when you have anxiety, when you're nervous, you know, we all go through that. It's part of life, but it's all about just taking action in your dreams. So yeah. And I want to hear a little bit about your journey and what it was like for you to find your own confidence before you then started dedicating your work to supporting women. Sure. I mean, growing up, I really didn't have a lot of confidence. I guess I had like fake confidence where I just thought being confident was to be like loud and boisterous, which is not the case because when it comes to dealing with confidence and finding your your confidence, there's many ways to do it, right? You don't have to be loud and boisterous to be confident. You can be an introvert and still be confident because it's not you know, how loud you are. It's just, you know, doing, taking action and what you want to do and who you want to be. And, you know, they always say actions speak louder than words. And it's so true. And, you know, for me, it was just doing a lot of work on myself, surrounding myself with, you know, like-minded people, reading and listening to self-help audio. I know that sounds cheesy, but it really does help. Um, But, you know, like I mentioned, when it comes to confidence, it's, you know, you pick and choose things that work for you. Like for me, doing like meditation does not work for me. If I have to like sit down and do a meditation tape and go, um, I actually just end up falling asleep. And I've done it (laughs) so many times where I just end up falling asleep. I thought something was wrong with me, but really it just didn't work for me. And so, you know, one of the things I like doing that is my form of meditation is working out, you know, jogging outside, especially with the pandemic, kind of want to like do something outdoors and jogging is like something that I really love doing. No matter how tired I feel, like just after a jog, I just feel a lot better. And it's just like a time where I can just like mind dump everything. And yeah, even just doing this podcast, it's not wasn't easy because when you start something new, it's like you have all these thoughts in your head. You know, what if people think I'm crazy or what if I sound stupid or what if this show is going to fail? Like we have all these lingering thoughts in our head, moments of self-doubt. But this is what happens when you surround yourself with good people. They'll help you out and say, just put it out there. If it fails, it fails. At least you know, and you can move on. And, you know, I'm glad someone told me to just put it out there because if if not, I wouldn't be here today. Oh, my gosh. You said so much stuff that I want to follow <laughs> up on. And the piece about not having to be super loud and how confidence can be quiet, I think this is so important because... I think people can get stuck trying to project something that is this idealized, oversimplified version of confidence. And I feel like it's so much more about authenticity and truth and allowing your true self to show, which is very hard to do. But I'd be curious through your experiences or through the work that you do, how do you approach that process of like letting one's true self come out versus trying to be that idealized version of confidence? Well, I mean, it does take work on your end, right? I mean, confidence is something you work on every single day. And I think it's learning to unlearn a lot of programs we have, you know, especially as women, um, we've been taught to act a certain way or be a certain way. That's why so many women are so afraid to go after what they want, because society puts so many labels on us, right? 
every time we do something, it's like, this is not ladylike to do it. And who decided what is ladylike and not ladylike? Like, you know, one thing that really uh, gets me going is like, if a man goes after what he wants, he's considered confident. But if a woman does the same exact thing, she's considered a bitch or aggressive. But why are we considered that if we're going after what we want? But if a guy does it, it's okay. And we really need to take down these labels and just, you know, go for it. And if people call us names, like we just have to kind of tune it out. I know it's easier said than done, but that's why it takes work. Because if it was easy, everyone else would be doing it. And I think it's just learning to fully love yourself for just who you are, including your flaws, including your mistakes, your failures. You know, spending time with yourself is really a big thing because then you really get to know who you are. You really get to know what you will tolerate and what you won't tolerate. And it's really, you know, learning to put boundaries as well, right? I know being brought up, everyone's always like, make sure you're nice to everybody or make sure you please everybody. But what about ourselves? Like what what makes us happy? What is it that we want to do? And what if we're in a situation where we're not comfortable, we're going to say yes, just to please other people or just to have that notion that we have to be nice, right? And so we have to learn to say no to things that don't serve us. And yes, like I mentioned, it's easier said than done. But it takes work and it has to start with ourselves. And if we don't do it, it's never going to change. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree with that. And also, you know, you talked a little bit about ambition and about women getting judged for being ambitious or wanting more. And it's so important for women to pursue that, not just for themselves, but also we need more compassionate leaders and we need more leaders who are going to bring their personality and their differing perspectives. And so I think people's ambition is not only for them, oftentimes it's in service of others. And I feel like that is so needed in the world right now. Totally. I always, I always say that if, you know, a win for a woman is a win for all women. (laughs) You know, like yesterday, I was just reading how the Miami Marlins just hired their new general manager who's a woman and an Asian woman. And she's the first woman in history to be a general manager in a major league sports team, not just in the MLB, but in any major sports team. But if you look at her credentials, she's been doing this for over 20 years. She's been an assistant, you know, general manager for three big teams or maybe two big teams, but she's worked for huge teams like the New York Yankees, LA Dodgers. And it's like, Why has it taken like more than 15 years to recognize her work? She's already helped win three World Series, but yet it took this long for her to be a general manager. Is it because she's a woman? Is it because, you know, we're in a man's game? But like, even though it took this long, I'm still grateful that finally something like this happened. But I just wish people did appreciate her for her past work because she definitely deserves it. It's been a long time coming yet. I think sometimes we just don't recognize it because, you know, some people think she's a woman. You know, what does she know? Or now now that she's gotten the general manager, a lot of people might be like, well, why are you focusing that she's a woman? It's because women don't get this type of opportunities. And yes, so we have to focus on that. And yes, you know, it's not like they're just focusing on the women part. They also list down her past achievements. So she totally deserves this position. And, you know, we have to celebrate not only her getting this opportunity, but also being a woman who's opening doors for other women who might want to work in the sports industry, right? Because now they can believe that maybe one day I'll be a manager of a major sports team because someone else has done it. And so it's huge when one woman one woman wins because, a, like I mentioned, a, a win for one woman is a win for all women. Yes. It's so funny whenever I see on LinkedIn someone celebrating a first, whether it's a first female, a first woman of color, 
or a first in some sort of professional position, it's always like clockwork. There are people celebrating and then there's always the person (laughs) that says, oh, like, why are we focusing on that? Like everyone's equal. And then everyone is like explaining the same thing over and over, which is what you just said. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they'll understand it unless it affects them, right? If it doesn't affect you, of course, right? There's some people who say, I see no color. Of course you don't see no color because you've never been what You've never been through what, you know, women of color, people of color have been through. So, yeah, you you don't see color. And I'm not saying that's bad or anything. It's just like sometimes you have to understand like what we go through is totally different than, you know, what most people go through. And so it is important for us because we need that change, right? Things got to start changing for the better. We have to like, you know, treat everyone as equal. But, you know, we have to do the work as well. That makes sense. I'm probably just rambling on. But yeah, it's totally important that we do celebrate, you know, women's achievements because we don't celebrate them enough. Right. I mean, you can go on like so many, you know, on Facebook or LinkedIn or social or any other social media, you see all these like virtual summits. And it's like sometimes you see the same men over and over and over again. It's like, where's the diversity? Where's, you know, the women? Where, where, like, why do I keep seeing the same men over and over and over again? That's why we need that change. We need to step up and speak up. And it's going to take 10 or 100 times harder for us because we have an unfair advantage. But if we don't do anything, then nothing will ever change. And what you were saying before also about, like, she had all the experience. Why did it take her so long to get into this position? That really made me think of something that I see with women who listen to my show, and I'm guessing it's probably something you've seen as well. And so I'd love to get your perspective, which is that there's a lot of talent and a lot of ability, and they do really good work. But then when it comes to self-promotion, like talking about their accomplishments, being a strong voice in meetings, some of the things that are a little bit more purely about confidence and how you present yourself versus just your work, they, they're they not they're not bringing the same level that they're bringing to their execution. And I'm curious if that's something that you've seen and your thoughts on that. Well, I think as well, I think it's how women are brought up, especially as an Asian woman. You know, we've been told never to make any more noise, never brag, always be humble, stay in the background and, you know, just stay in your own lane, um, which hurts us because it's like we feel like we can't speak up because if we do, it's like we're going to shame somebody, you know, mm-hmm. like every action we take, it's going to shame somebody. And, you know, I think that applies in business as well. It's like it's not ladylike to self-promote. It's not ladylike to brag your achievements is not ladylike to speak up in a board meeting well why is that like why is it not ladylike but it's okay for men to do that and so you know it's 2020 we need to learn to like step up and speak up and yeah it might cause some trouble it might ruffle some feathers but you know that's how change is right we just got to make some noise if not nothing will ever change yeah and you said something earlier that really resonated with me that i think connects to this and is so important you said you know, it's easy to talk about confidence. And yes, it's so easy to talk about it, just like we are right now. And you said it's harder to take action and face your fears. And I think so much of the growth comes from the action and comes from facing the fears. What have you seen like in the work that you do is really helpful to get people past the barrier of taking those first new steps? Well, I think it's just, you know, helping them push through it, right? I mean, we, like I mentioned, there's so many, we all, we all go through fears. And I think being fearless is not about having no fears. It's just knowing we have fears and going through it anyways, and just 
you know, letting them know where they're not the only ones who go through it and kind of help them push through it step by step. You don't have to make big leaps to do it, but take, you know, little steps that really helps build the confidence, right? Because if you can tackle like just one little thing, it really helps you realize, wow, I just tackled this little thing. What can I do next? And you, it just keeps adding on if you keep on doing it. Because sometimes when you make a big leap and it doesn't pan out, then you, you lose that confidence, right? And then you're like, oh my God, I suck. What's wrong with me? And then it makes you not want to take action because you didn't achieve it. So that's why I think doing the little steps versus the big steps is a huge thing. You know, take it step by step, you know, move forward one foot at a time versus taking 10 big steps and falling. Yeah. And I think that goes hand in hand with self-love too, because sometimes it's it like it's very tempting, I think, to get self-critical about having to take small steps and think, oh my gosh, I can't believe that my big scary goal is just like this tiny little thing. And if you can give yourself space for that to be your goal and for there to be nothing wrong with that too, I think that's really important because I think I think sometimes people feel like, oh, I shouldn't be where I'm at. You know, this shouldn't be such a problem for me. It's um small steps. They require sometimes, I think, more bravery than big steps because you have to trust that, you know, things are going to work well enough that you can go slow. And I want to talk more about your podcast because I'm so curious about the inspiration and about the title. Can you tell us what inspired it and why you chose the title that you sh- that you chose? Sure. Well, you know, when I first started this podcast, I didn't even know what a podcast was. I just really wanted to find a platform where I could just help women out there. And like, I just knew having a blog or like doing a YouTube channel wasn't it. And this is when how podcasts like just kind of came out, like came to me and I invested in a course. and I didn't realize like what it was at, at the time. I just knew I always saw it on Apple, like iTunes at the time. And I'm like, oh, what are podcasts? Like, why do I see always like keep seeing it? And so, you know, I really like the part where, you know, you can just download these audios at any given moment and listen to them because, you know, we get easily distracted all the time. And sometimes we just need something that can, that we can listen to, have that boost of confidence for the day when you're stuck in traffic or jogging or even like giving your kids a bath, right? There's something in the background you can listen to. And so I was trying to find different titles to, for this show. And like, you know, at the time I was trying to be clever versus trying to be clear And I really wanted to name it The Stripper. And my tagline was to strip your limiting beliefs away. And so I, you know, asked somebody to make a graphic for it. And it was literally like a stripper with a whip. And then, you know, I asked a bunch of people if this would work. And I got like negative feedback, of course. They're like, you're going to attract the wrong audience. This is not it. (laughs) Your message will be totally wrong. And at that point, I just wanted to quit. I'm like, if I can't even get the name right, how am I going to get the show right? It wasn't until a friend really helped me kind of just dig down and like make it clear. Like, what do you want out of it? Right. Like, what is the show for? And, you know, I, I, I kept on seeing like the art of the art of. But then for me, it's like there's so many titles that started with that. I wanted something different, but kind of like the same outline. And that's how I found the Tao because the Tao means the way and the way doesn't have to be you know, the way can be any way, right? Because, you know, every person's different. We all have different skills, talents, setbacks, and we have to find, you know, our own journey to getting there. And then when I found the word self-confidence, that that was it. And it just kind of flowed really well and chose that title. And as you've gone through the years, has your definition of confidence evolved? 
yeah, for me, it's just, you know, learning to take action in your dreams, no matter what the situation is. I know sometimes it's hard and it's scary and you'll probably get butterflies in your stomach or have sweaty palms or stutter when you talk, but it's just learning to push through those, right? Just keep going no matter what, because eventually the more you keep doing it, that'll go away and you've become more confident. So like an example is like, maybe you're talking to a person and you're selling them on a service or product. And it's scary because you don't know if they'll say yes or no. And then even if they say no, like rejection is like the hardest thing to embrace because it's like you get a no, you feel like you're the worst person in the world or you just suck. But, you know, rejection is part of the process. And I think the more you just get used to rejection, the more you can just keep moving forward and push to the next step or push to the next project or push to the next person. And, you know, it just takes practice, right? Just you keep practicing because practice, you know, makes progression. I don't like to say practice makes perfect because there's no such thing as perfection, but practice makes progression. And the more you progress in it, the better you get and you just keep building that confidence. Oh, I love that so much. And it leads really well into what I wanted to ask you next, which is this distinction between lasting, true, genuine confidence versus confidence that comes more from us wanting people to perceive us a certain way. So can you just share a little bit how you think about that difference? Wow. (laughs) That's a great question. Um, You know, for me, I think like the more I've been doing this um, show, And just listening to other women's stories, like it made me feel that I'm not the only one who goes through what I've gone through, learning to please others, you know, being that good daughter or good friend, or, you know, just having all these labels put on us. I just realized like life is so short and we just have to go out there and be our true selves. And the more we can be our authentic selves, you know, we'll draw in the right people into our lives, the right opportunities. And even though sometimes it may not look like how you picture it in your head, it'll all make sense in the end. And I think it's just knowing that you're not the only one going through this makes a huge difference, right? Because a, a lot of us feel like we're all alone in this journey. We feel like no one can understand what we're going through. But really, a lot of us go through this and we're really not alone in this journey. And I think it's always, you know, better together than going through it alone. And as women, too, we're so afraid to ask for help because it's just deemed as weak. But it's not, right? We need to learn to help each other out and walk side by side because if not, nothing will change. I totally agree. And I think this is why it's so important for women to share their struggles more openly. One of the reasons that I started this show was because when I was earlier in my corporate career, I was really not confident at all. And I felt so alienated. And I wanted more honest conversation so that women could hear that there are other people going through that because there's so much pressure to be polished and to look like everything's going well. And we can't really heal or move forward from the some of the difficult things if we don't get to the truth. And sometimes it's I think it's easier for us to acknowledge the truth when we hear someone else do it first. And then, you know, we see that person courageously owning what's hard for them. And then that helps someone else say, yeah, that's hard for me too. And there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah, totally. And I wanted next to talk about something that I really love bringing into my own journey of building confidence, which is this idea of gentleness, playfulness, mistakes. It's almost this childlike energy of, oh, I'm just going to try this thing. It's going to be a small step. I'm going to experiment. And it's kind of a lightness that I think can help me move forward when I make things like really big and I over-dramatize in my head. 
Do you try to bring that type of energy into your own confidence building or into the work that you do? Or how do you get out of like the heaviness sometimes of it? For sure. I think, you know, sometimes I'm very hard on myself. So I have to learn to treat myself like my own best friend. Because when you think about it, is that how you would treat your own best friend? Like, would you be critical all the time? Would you always like say negative things to them, especially when they're going through a tough time? No, you want to cheer on them. You want to tell them that, hey, I'm always on your side. I'll always be here for you no matter what. And I think we have to use that same energy on ourselves, right? Because the biggest cheerleader that you'll ever have is yourself. You know, you have to like give yourself a pat on the back, give yourself a hug, a high five, whatever it is like you have to treat yourself like your own best friend or, you know, just see your younger self. Like, why would you want to hurt that person? Right. You want to be able to love yourself, even if they make mistakes, even if, you know, they're not having the greatest day ever. And I know it's easier said than done, but it takes practice. It takes work. But the more you keep doing it, you know, the better you'll feel. Of course, anything you start something new or different, it's going to be a little bit awkward because you're like, this is so weird. Why am I doing this to myself? But the more you keep doing it, it'll be a lot easier and a lot better. Yeah, I agree. It's so wild to me. I'm constantly thinking about that inner critic and that inner voice that can be so harsh and mean. And it just continually fascinates me how loud it is, how profuse it is, and how much care and attention it requires to really start to identify that and relate to it differently. And next, I wanted to go into some advice for listeners. So can you share your thoughts for anyone who is working on finding their voice in meetings or around groups? Because that's a big thing that a lot of women I know have a tough time with. Sure. I mean, you know, one of the things I like doing is surrounding myself with like-minded people, whether it's joining a women's group hiring a coach, finding a mentor, having an accountability partner, all those, you know, are great ways to help build your confidence, especially like, I think having a coach really does make a difference before I never believed in it, because I never knew how it can really impact you until I had one. And they're there to cheer you on. They're not there to say, Oh, my God, you did such a bad job. It's like, you actually did something that you never thought would do. And congrats, even if it sucked, even if you were fumbling, even if you made like these weird faces during a Zoom conference, you did it. And if you can push through that, like you can do anything. So it's really important to have that, I think, um, because it's just really helped me. And joining a women's group was really huge for me as well, because one of the things that really scared me the most was doing video. Like doing video really scared the crap out of me. The first video I did was a two minute video and it took me two hours to film a two minute video. I would like turn it on, say something, fumble, turn it back off, turn it on, say something, fumble, turn it. So imagine how many times I had to do that for two hours straight. But when I realized that there was other women in the group that was doing the same thing and going through the same fears that I was going through, I was like, if these women can do it and they're just as scared or even more scared than I am, then I should be able to do it as well. Because it makes a difference when you're not doing it alone and when there's like other people who are facing the same fears, the same anxieties as you. It's just like, if they can get through it, so can I. Because we really need seeing that if one person can do it, then it's possible for ourselves. And so, you know, I think, yeah, so I think being in some form of like, group or having a mentor or a friend that can you can lean on or a coach really does help with your confidence if you can't do it alone because you know sometimes we can't do it alone especially now with you know what's happening in this world our mental health issues has heightened especially being on lockdown we really need you know a community or a group that we can turn to and just 
you know, ask for help or just kind of like if you have a bad day, you can go there and just you feel better. Yeah, I think we're not meant to grow and evolve alone. We're meant to do it in community or in partnership. And I think when you see other people going through the same thing, it is just such a relief and it helps it helps you achieve or get to the self-love because you you can't feel ashamed of yourself if you see someone else going through something and you feel compassion for that person. And I totally agree with you about coaching. I used to be skeptical about it. And I think one of the things that is so interesting and useful is like we get so stuck in our own perspective and it's so easy for us to have a very skewed view of what's happening with us and how well we're doing that we're very, very solidly convinced is the truth. And it's like, I think that is very hard to get yourself out of completely because you're always, always seeing things through your own lens and having that other lens and having that repeatedly over time really almost helps you like learn to self-correct. Yeah. And I mean, you know, having a coach also, you know, checks out your blind spots, right? Because we all have them and me included. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) we constantly have them and we can't see them. And it's just, it, it's so fascinating when you uncover one or you get challenged and you're like, whoa, how, like, how was I thinking that way or being that way? And I was completely unaware of it. It's fascinating. Yeah, I totally. <laughs> All right. I want to hear a little bit about your book. Sure. So there's actually two books. <laughs> Ooh, um, okay. Yeah. I want to hear about both. <laughs> so they're coming out in 2021. Uh, the first book, it's a I co-collaborated it with another lady. It's called Asian Women Who Boss Up, and we're going to feature 16 Asian women who's going to share their stories of how they're able to, you know, forge their own path and thrive in their businesses. And the next book, I'll be a co-author. It's called Women of Color Who Boss Up. And these two books for me are very important because you know if you ever go through Amazon, like have you ever searched how many you know women of color asian women are featured in a book or on a book cover and it's like next to nothing and if there is you can count it in the palm of your hand and for me representation is huge because growing up i never had that an asian girl growing up in toronto canada all i saw on tv was you know white people and it's like one time i just wanted to name myself heather have blonde hair and blue eyes because i thought that was a definition of beauty and that being asian was shameful and I don't want any little girls to feel shameful because of what they look like or because of their cultural background. I want them to be able to realize that you're beautiful just the way you are. And I also want to show the right representation, you know, because as women, there's so many negative perceptions of us, especially as Asian women. Like I mentioned, we a lot of people think Asian women are just quiet and submissive and just follow the rules or just are, are just obedient. But there's way more to us than that. You know, we're strong women, you know, we've gone through so much. There's so many talents out there, especially interviewing over 700 Asian women on my podcast. You know, I've interviewed a woman who can fly a plane with her feet because she was born with no arms. Um, I've, I've interviewed a woman who's a Christmas song artist, and all she wants to do is sing and write Christmas songs. And now she's a big Christmas song artist. But like nobody will know this unless you know it's not shared or no or unless they're not being seen in a in a media platform. And once your books are out, where can we go to find them? And where can we go to find more about you? For sure. I mean, uh, you can just check out uh, my website shinayapchan.com. I mean, even if you Google Shina Yapchan, um, I'm like the only Shina Yapchan on 
on the internet, which is a good thing, but we'll probably get updates through the website or through my podcast to the selfconfidence.com. You know, you can sign up for our newsletter and you know, you'll get updates on the book because right now we are just in the creation stage <laughs> and like getting it all prepped up for next year, which is going to be great. You know, I'm just really excited you know, for, for the books to come out and just because it's, it's important. I think for me, it's very important. It's needed. Uh, especially now it's 2020 things have got to change, right? Especially for women. It's time for us to really, you know, speak up in any form of media that we can use for good. So yeah. <laughs> and I'll link everything below your podcast, your site, and I'm going to go into a couple of thematic questions before I get into the closing questions. The first one is on the theme of performing at your best and being in flow. Can you describe to us what it feels like when you're in that flow state and you're just kind of like in the zone? For sure. I mean, I think when you're just in that zone, everything just feels naturally good. You know, even if it's hard, it just feels good. It just still feels light because you're doing something you love and it's just something that you've always wanted to do versus something that's forced. So when things just naturally feel good like you're just going to keep doing it and sometimes we never know how that feels if we don't go out there and just try out things that work and don't work right everything's like you know a test if it fails then you know it's not going to work if it works then you just keep doing it and yeah it just I think there's just this lightness um that you feel and it just feels good I love that and the next one is on the theme of change where is a place now in your life where you're changing that is sort of like your next edge of growth Wow. <laughs> There's tons. I mean, I think just going into different things for 2021, especially doing these books was a huge confidence change for me because it was really something I've never done before. And it was, it was a lot of work to like, even figure out who are going to be in this book and, you know, how we're going to, you know, explain it to them and things like that. And, you know, it was just scary because I didn't know if they will say yes or no, or if it was like even going to work out. At one point, we didn't even think there'd be a book, but we just kept pushing through because we knew it was needed. And with that, I'm going to pivot into the closing questions. These are my absolute favorite. And we have three today. For the first one, I wanted to ask you to share one tiny action that someone can take to feel more confident. And a lot of the women listening work in more of like a nine to five environment. So do you have a suggestion or a tip for them that they can try out this week? I think one of the biggest things that's a, that will help you build confidence is just learning to make the first move, right? Whether it's, you know, let's say you have a podcast and there's someone you really want to interview, just send an email over asking if they'd want to be interviewed. At least you did it, right? And if they say no, it's okay. At least you know the answer versus, you know, being too scared to ask them because you just never know. Some of the people that have been on my podcast, you know, I never would have imagined they would say yes if I didn't send something over. So, you know, if there's a course you want to apply, go ahead and apply it, right? Like even in, in a work setting, if you're in a meeting, you know, don't be afraid to put your hand up, right? I remember interviewing a lady who said that they were in a meeting and I guess they were talking about a situation that happened in their work and she was going to, you know, suggest a solution to it, but she was too afraid to put her hand up because she thought it would sound stupid. But, you know, her coworker, who was a male, raised his hand up and said pretty much the same answer that she wanted to say. So don't think that whatever you say is going to be stupid. Just put your hand up and just say it because it could, you know, help out somebody. 
I love that. And it leads perfectly into the next question, which is about the title of the show, The Art of Speaking Up. And I love to ask every guest what the art of speaking up means to them. It's just really speaking who you are, speaking your truth. And I know sometimes speaking your truth is not easy, especially in a world of keyboard warriors. But I think if you're doing something that's going to create a positive impact in the world, then, you know, go for it. Most of the time, you know, you won't get as much of a flack as you think you would. And sometimes it's just temporary. It'll go away, right? You know, especially as women, we really do need to speak up, right? Because, you know, the more we can speak up, the more we can create change for us and for the world. I just remember reading some stats about like women in business. And there was one stat, I don't even know what year it was, but it's probably in the last five years. They said only 3% of female entrepreneurs run Fortune 500 companies, which is such a shame, right? And why is that? It's because we don't speak up. We may lack confidence because of labels that have been put on women. So now is the time to really speak up so we can change those numbers, change those stats. And for the final question, this was inspired by the inspiration for the show, which was a time in my life where I was really struggling with self-confidence and struggling professionally, and I didn't really have any resources or mentors at the time that really resonated with me. And so I love to ask every guest to speak to anyone out there who is either maybe having a tough time or just looking to feel more empowered to just share what you would most want that person to take away from this conversation. For me, I hope this interview really just gives them the inspiration to take one small action in their life to improve their confidence. It doesn't have to be something, anything big. It can be something as small as telling yourself you're beautiful because that's even hard on its own. I remember saying it to myself and I thought that was the weirdest thing ever. How could I tell myself I'm beautiful? Or how could I tell myself that I'm enough or I'm worthy? Because I, I still have moments of self-doubt. I still feel like maybe I'm not good enough to go out to speak on an interview or even have a podcast. Um, but I say three things to myself to make myself feel better and just keep moving. It's I am worthy, I am loved, and I am enough. And I keep saying that until I, my confidence comes back again. So, you know, just take one small action. And it can start with how you speak to yourself. Because I know as women, we're very critical. Oh, I love that so much. And I love that you gave those statements because that is so easy for someone to do. And there's no reason why they can't try that. Yeah. And I know, I know the first time you say it, it's going to feel weird because trust me, I, I was like, this is so stupid. I, I don't feel anything, <laughs> but that's why it takes yeah. work and you just got to keep doing it until it feels comfortable because part of confidence is, you know, just being comfortable with the uncomfortable. Oh, I love that. It's like um, cracking a shell, I think. There's something softer beneath, but I think, I don't know if you're this way, but I sometimes resist at first. <laughs> oh, no, I resist all the time. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. I'm like the biggest procrastinator. <laughs> so I, I understand, but I had to like really just like pick myself back up and just do it, even if it like, even if I didn't want to. And it, you feel a lot better in the end for sure. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Thank you so much, Sheena. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. And thank you for sharing all your wisdom with us. No, thanks for having me, Jessica. I really appreciate, you know, being on the show and just being able to fire your listeners to go out there and, you know, just take one small action. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I loved this conversation so much. I loved how we hit on the hard things, the things we resist, the things that feel difficult, right? Like, 
confidence, of course, yes, it's about feeling good, but there's so much more to it. Like part of the journey of getting to confidence is also about like feeling bad and feeling scared and the negative emotions and the challenges and the struggles are part of that picture. And I love talking about the full picture, the good and the bad, because it just helps us see that we're human and that we're messy and that it's not about being perfect or feeling good all the time, but it's just about getting to know ourselves a little bit better, being more open to the things that are hard so that we can also be more open to the things that feel amazing and good. Thank you so much to Sheena for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your work with the world. I'm gonna link Sheena's website and her incredible podcast, The Tao of Self-Confidence below. And if you want to get in touch with me, um, I'm gonna link the Facebook group. If you join that community, you will get to connect with other women who listen to the show. And I have started posting free mini trainings, or they're not mini actually, (laughs) they're pretty long. Everything I do is long, Um, but I've been posting video trainings in the Facebook group. So right now there are three in there on stage fright and how I've tackled it. And I am still to this day working on it, but I share the way that I've worked on it that has been really, really helpful for me and I'm going to continue to post videos and trainings in there so join me in the Facebook group and if you're looking for more intimate personalized one-on-one support then private coaching is the best option for you and you can learn more at jessgazitcoaching.com and I will link that below and please write to me say hello tell me you're listening I feel like a creepy man right now (laughs) for some reason I don't know why, Um, but it's really wonderful to hear from you. I enjoy connecting with all of you so much. I love this community so much. So if you want to say hi or even just join the Facebook group and say hi to the other women, please don't be shy. All right. I hope you have the most wonderful week ever. If it's a good week, then I hope it feels amazing and magical. If it's a rough week, I hope you can just get through it and be kind to yourself. It is always, always, always good to check in and ask, like, where can I release just like a little millimeter of self-judgment or like a little millimeter of being harsh on myself? It is so, so, so helpful to go through that exercise and bring yourself back to that exercise if you are having a tough week. All right. I will catch you in the next one. Bye.